Oh God, I've got that. I've got that storm here. Oh, I was gonna say it sounds like a wild one. Oh man, it was brutal. It was so I left like fifteen. I left work fifteen minutes early to try and miss it because it was tracking the um the bomb, and I just got caught in the thick of it. It was hail. It was rain. It was wind. There were frogs falling from the sky. <laughs> wow. I had I love that like movie. my jeans. My jeans were soaked. And my socks. So wait, were you soaked. weren't driving. You were walking. You were running. I walked to and from work every day. Oh. And I had a raincoat on and it wasn't enough. It mm. wasn't enough. Mm. Yeah, and you can see in your hair the kind yeah. of frazzle and moisture um of of yeah. a of a weather experience yeah and then you know what i did i had this weird hankering to buy i had this weird hankering for lollies okay like um snakes um, like 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 jubes 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 you know sugar jubes like frogs I know what they are jubes were big in my family I just, there was a weird choice. No, like it's <laughs> just a natural confection party mix. Yeah, natural confection make jubes. No, they don't. Yes, That's they Pascal's. Do. No. That's Pascal's. They do. They look do. it up. Fucking look it up. Give it you a You look gig. it up. I'm right. You look it up. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up because, right, because I'm wrong. Yeah, exactly. I'll look up. What do I Google? Natural confectionery Natural jubes? confectionery, I believe they're called fruit salad. Sorry, I thought they were called jubes. Yeah, a jube is a type of lolly. They come in different shapes. Wrong. Wrong. Pascal's. Why are you looking up Pascal? Because it's jubes. Natural confectionery company. That's what we're talking about. Look at this. Pascal's jubes. I know that jubes exist, but jubes is not a brand. Jube is a... like frogs is not a brand. Lots sorry. of different places make frogs. Sorry, 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 sorry. What do you mean? What do you Jubes mean? is a brand. Jubes, no, but Jubes is a Jubes is a descriptor. Jubes isn't a. It's it's not like a fucking Oreo. This, it's not a trademark. Look at this. It's this not a not trademark. A... It's not a trademark. It's a descriptor. Snakes is not. A trademark. Different companies you make snakes. Refuse to accept. In the eight years that we've been you doing are... this, you have never admitted once that you've been wrong. That is not, not true. That well, is not, not true, not... and I continue to not be wrong. In this moment, <laughs> the the jube is a type of lolly. It is a type. It is like a snake. You can get snakes from from Pascal. You can get snakes at the corner shop. You know, snakes is just a shape. Jubes is just a shape. Different jube, brands. A jube is a shape? A jube is a shape. A jube is a shape like a frog is a shape and a snake is a shape. All of these lollies. It's Alan's snakes. Yes, it's but Pascal's not only Alan's make snakes. It's Balfour's frogs. It's very much other people <laughs> make these as well, right? You, you are can't so think. Wrong. You can't and think. Look, you can't. Look, you uh, can't honestly? think that Balfour's are the only place on the planet that make fucking frogs. There are frogs over here. There are honestly, frogs over I here. F- I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you. Everyone at home right now thinking, of, Michael, this is just another example of you being embarrassingly wrong. And I feel sorry for you. Well, I guess we both feel sorry for each other. <laughs> I think that's very consistent with this podcast. Can you hear those trams go by, by the way? I can. Now, do we need to address... Okay. See, this is the thing. Because because you have control over the edit, you can just rewrite history... I would never... ...to corral the audience into your sweet little pocket of fake, fake news. So, sorry. Just just remind me. Who, who makes snakes and who makes frogs? Alan's. Alan's makes... Snakes? Yeah. And frogs, is that right? No, nowhere on these does it say jube. It says soft jellies. Soft which jellies. Which is, incidentally is what I have in you in my phone. Sorry, I'd like to present you t- your attention to Exhibit B um, in the chat there. Uh, uh, w- would the defendant please just read out the brand name of the bags on display there, please? So it's three bags, natural confectionery company. Natural confectionery company. Frogs, okay, thank you, sir. No, basket. no, thank you, sir. 
Thank you, sir. Good. Please and um, snakes. Please allow the prosecution Alan's made to the continue. First snake. Please allow Alan's... the prosecution to present their case. Otherwise, you'll be in contempt of court. Do you understand? Well, I don't know legal. I don't, I don't know if this is correct. So yeah, I'll just do whatever you say. Thank you. So uh, we have um, we have from the defendant there the brand of Am I the, the, the the brand of yes the brand of the lolly on display there Na- natural confectionery company yes uh, and then what what is the type of lolly there on the the leftmost bag there bag number one what type is is contained in that plastic delicious bag there. <laughs> That frogs. It does say frogs, doesn't it? Yeah. And on the frogs. right there, bag number three, what what shape of lolly is contained in that bag? Snakes. Snakes, are they? So the natural confectionery company, by all accounts, uh, seem to produce frogs and snakes. Is that correct? Yes, but were they the original? I rest my case. You're resting your case. Your Honor, send him to prison. <laughs> bit, bit early. Bit early <laughs> send him to prison. <laughs> prison. The Not just Jay. <laughs> the lolly the liar. <laughs> the... A breakthrough today in the lolly liar case. <laughs> Defended Zabrecki, forced to admit the natural confectionery company makes snakes. <laughs> They've been snake makers all along. What a fun headline. <laughs> Welcome to Deep Fort, everyone. Hey, hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. My spirits are lifted and soon, so too will yours be. Hmm, with sentence structure. Sitting through the internet with me this week, my friend Michael. Hey. Hello, little boys and girls. I don't know what that was. That's right. No take backs. And I'm Nick. Hi. Hey. Ho. Let's go. Hey, it'll be Christmas time next uh, pod, right? Next pod. This is it. We're one, one to go and then it's the, the it's Christmas bonanza. Wow. What are we going to do? I don't know. Maybe... We should make greeting cards and read them out to each other. Okay. okay. Well, I think last year you sent me a Christmas card that arrived like early the following year or something. <laughs> yeah, I think it probably was a little bit delayed by the COVID stuff. Yeah, I did. Mm. I sent sent a lot of um, cards out over that Christmas break. That was the the one where I was stuck in New Zealand, as I will be again this year. Mm. Though hopefully not for much longer, because as of early january um new zealanders who are returning or or, you know people coming into new zealand from australia who are double vaxxed don't have to go into paid um managed quarantine for two weeks we can just self-isolate at home so it'll yeah it'll open it all back up and we're intending to go home next year so yeah it's it's like they could have they could have fast-tracked that for christmas i think they deliberately didn't a because they're wanting to incentivize a lot of vaccinations um Mm. and b i think because they're a little worried that all that transit might overwhelm the system a bit if it was to get out of hand yeah fair enough Mm. Um, yeah last time we spoke there was no omicron you worried about this omicron yes do you say omicron i've been saying omicron i've been saying omicron but that was the first time i said omicron did you want to try it out how'd it feel i like it Okay, Omicron. Um, yeah, there was no, there was no, there was no variants. Well, there were variants. Now, there wasn't that. Are we, are we worried about this? No. This is a thing. No. We're not. Cool. I'm not. You heard are it you? here first, folks. Are you? No. I don't think so. No. I mean, I've been I mean, reading. If, you if it's milder, what's the problem? I don't know that it's, well, it's not milder, but it isn't causing any no one's worse. It, have they? It's not causing any worse symptoms. I did read a yeah. thing. I actually bookmarked this a little bit because um, I wanted to talk about it. Um, the the I, I was reading coverage from a um, vaccine research and developing scientist guy on Twitter. Um, yep. And they were saying there is no plausible scenario where Omicron will take us back to square one. And a lot of misinformation is out there and circulating. Um, cool. But wanted That's to good. say that... Despite what might you might hear, there's yet to be a variant that isn't susceptible to the vaccines. Um, right. So, basically, at this point, no one knows if it's more transmissible. So, that's just, like, uh, bad reporting. Any sort of suggestion it's out-competing Delta or displacing it 
is bad reporting. It's just the case that um, in some of these places, there hasn't been Delta there at all. So saying that it's it's like a dramatically high incidence of Omicron versus Delta is just uh, irrelevant because Delta levels might not have even gotten to that country beforehand. So that's, that's true in places like South Africa. And um, it, it, it means there's basically a void there in which a variant could get hold. And that's, that's what we're seeing with some of that stuff. Yeah, um, okay. And then the, um, the thing that just came through today, which I saw, was that preliminary data showed that Pfizer's vaccine is only slightly less effective at preventing infection with Omicron than Delta, a 90% effectiveness as opposed to 95 and it's as effective in preventing serious symptoms. So 93% for those who are, you know, recently vaccinated or boosted. So in yeah. by all, all accounts... What about AstraZeneca? Does it have that the information for that? I'm not sure there? about AstraZeneca. Well, that's the one I got, so that's the one I care but about. I, I mean, this is the thing. So this was... There is no variant so far that hasn't been susceptible to or hasn't been um the vaccines haven't been effective against so okay. it, it yeah the, the some of the spread of of things in like south africa which might have made it seem um like it was dramatically worse is also in a place where it's only 24 percent fully vaccinated so like if you've got a lot of undervaccinated individuals in these poorer or developing countries then you're just more likely to see any of the COVID variants that get in taking hold because ultimately it's just all about vaccination rates worldwide, right? Why are we seeing um, more mutations popping up in South Africa? Well, they didn't, Is it because they have a lower... Well, it's not that it's necessarily originated in south africa that's that's again another misconception there's only a few places around the world which have the scientific resources and labs dedicated to investigating this kind of stuff well and south africa is actually world leading in terms of the um, labs that it's got there or at least on par with maybe two or three others so they're just oh. the people that found it they're not oh. the place that it necessarily arose that they're just the ones that bad, checked it that's a bad system isn't it's it? it's like, really bad reporting. Hold on, we discovered it. All right, we'll name it after you. Well, well yeah, I mean, no. it's not named it's after not them, obviously. Fault. That's why they made it the the Greek alphabet stuff to try and avoid the kind of um, bigotry or or you know prejudice against those kind of nations. Um, well, we know it was you, South Africa. Okay, <laughs> okay, sure. But yeah, no, they 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 shouldn't be blamed at all for it or, or held responsible. They're the ones that found it and told the world about it. They're the ones who actually I did the work. I heard that it was because they had a lower vaccination rate. Mm. So it allowed for more mutations over there. But I guess that's Africa in general. That's everywhere. That and that's why the selfishness of like the US binning so many, like over-ordering vaccines and then binning so many vaccines is ultimately so self-defeating because... And it's not just US, like all over the world, any of the richer Western countries, which are not actively trying to get the rest of the world vaccinated as well, trying to donate as much money, time and resources into it is um, is doomed to fail because it comes back. <laughs> if you don't squash it out everywhere as fast as you can, as soon as you can, then all those places where they're not immunized, it just grows and bubbles and mutates and ends up back infecting your population again. So... Yeah, you you got to treat it like a worldwide problem with worldwide tactics. Yeah. But no, to 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 go back to the original point. I don't think it's anything to worries. Cool. Well, just another media hullabaloo. Yeah. Yeah. How have you been otherwise? Have you been um sort of winding down towards the end of the year? Work is winding up. Um but I'm taking a a decent chunk of time off for the holidays because this will be the third this will be the actually it'll be the fourth time that i've booked a trip to go back to home to adelaide uh, and had it cancelled so you are you've just had it cancelled again or this is your fourth booking and you don't know yet if it will or will not will not well, go ahead i believe it will yeah go ahead at this point although sure. south australia's just opened its borders to interstate uh, to people from Victoria and New South Wales, and now they have an outbreak already mm. of 18 cases mm. in Unley, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so I guess we just need to 
wait and see. You never know. I'm hoping this government will kind of stay the course, stay strong, not get spooked, not, yeah. get, not feel pressured. Which one? Yeah. The South Australian government? Yeah, Marshall. But he seems pretty level-headed, so uh, I like my chances. Yeah, time. it's just a question, I think, of behaviours, because I think given South Australia has had so little in the way of yeah. um, cases, they are probably a little bit overconfident or, or blasé when it comes uh-huh. to that sort of stuff because they haven't yeah. had to deal with months and months of lockdowns and masks and all this kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I know my parents have um, been very good when it comes to being cautious in the workplace and that sort of stuff. They, they haven't gone back into the office basically all this time, even though it was technically possible, mm-hmm. um, just to, to play it safe. And um, I think they are very much in the minority and that a lot of people have been just living their best lives. But now that the borders are open, they might have to <laughs> quickly adjust some of their behaviours and social distancing and that kind of thing to, to deal with it yeah. all. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah. well, I'm really looking forward to going back. And um, as I said a couple of months ago, I'm buying a car of my folks. So and you still haven't picked the... it up? Nope. Yeah, that'll be that. That was part of the part of the going back before. Mm. But yeah, hopefully I'll have a car soon. Anyway, um, okay, a couple of things. Okay. Um, one thing, actually, many things, Nick. Many. <laughs> okay. Had some f- good good feedback on the last episode. Okay, good. Good feedback on the clip that we put up. By oh, the yeah. way, or maybe I should give an update on that real quick. Because we cut off, we, the the gym story got unresolved. In in the podcast, I cut it early. Yeah, right. Did it? Was it not resolved in the clip? I don't think it was. No, the clip, the gym story, uh, uh, is fully told on the video clip, which you can find on our Instagram and our Facebooks. But which I left un un. I picked a funnier out for the podcast. Sure. Well. Just a just a minor update to that. I found Please. a new gym. It wasn't that. It wasn't Anytime Fitness. Uh-huh. I've gone with another one entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say the name of it, so this is not a great update. Okay. So, but, it, uh, it's, is it a spin cycle? Are you doing hot yoga? Is it just... I'm uh, doing hot yoga, um, <laughs> hot cocoa. I'm, having, I'm just having hot cocos. A lot of hot cokes. Um, but no, I've got a gym... So is it a chain? Like, if, if you move... Breathe is... a sigh of relief. No, it's an independent. Um, no sign-up fees. Independent is not a great abbreviation because you've already said three in... quarters of the word. Like, you're not you're in... saving one syllable. I love it. I love saving one syllable. That's one my syllab. new favorite thing. Syllab. One syllab. No sign-up fees. Just a card fee. Month by month. Uh-huh. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, so have you been? The boy will be yoked in noked time. <laughs> okay, so Almost. you added you added more syllables to no, dude. I don't <laughs> care. I do not care. I do what I want with my words. Okay, I don't sure. care. Okay, I don't make. I, sense. I didn't suggest you That's did my care. Choice. I wasn't. I don't care. I, I well, I didn't I, say that you did. I just don't know why you're being so defensive. I'm arguing against myself. Okay, well, I'm arguing with you. With me, yes. Yes, I'm on your side. You're on my side. That's what I keep saying. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, okay. Difficult. So, next, next thing that was on my list of <laughs> so, to-dos. so just just for anyone out there wondering whether Mike would ever find a gym, the answer is yes. But where and what it is, who knows? That's private. That's, <laughs> That's private. Absolutely private, private information. And, <laughs> and how dare you for asking? Actually. On this podcast. We don't disclose anything you? of that nature. Nothing personal. No, no details. We just we just talk in silhouettes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is a analogy. character. What? 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 We're we're playing characters. This is not who we are. This is fully scripted. Yeah, I think we're playing exaggerated versions of myself. Like I'm not. I'm like not this dumb in real life. Like Nick. Like back me up. Like I'm. Like I play like a stupid kind of guy, but I'm not like I'm like I'm like really smart. And we did I, say I stupid st- correctly then for the first time in fucking ever. So maybe stupid. you're not. Maybe maybe all of this was was just a character. Is 
It would be comforting in some ways. Yeah. The, unfortunately, the truth is that it is both the character and real life. And I don't know when one starts and one ends. Wow. Anyway, um, so Dave Stewart, who I mentioned on the podcast uh, last episode, um, he had some feedback. Well, he didn't have some feedback. He had he had a comment, which I found very rude. Mm-hmm. He said, I figured out the secret to listening to your podcast. Mm-hmm. 1.5 speed. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> How rude is that? Yeah, you know, if it's still accounting as a listen, I say do whatever floats your boot. All right. Well, which leads me to my third. I point. would, I would like to say, Dave, that I do my best to keep it tidy, keep it edited. You know, up those laughs and um, take out some ums and you knows don't, here and there. I, I, I smooth out point. some of this to try and make it as palatable or digestive. Um, and I and I and I try and talk really quickly. You often do say things very fast. I say things a little bit fast. Okay, you sl- again. You slow down to make the noise fast. Yeah. This hell of this very fast. I'm Greek. Okay. All right. I got a story for you. <laughs> okay. You want a story? Well, we're we're sorry. I should have buckled up because we. This has been a ride to a lot of different places very quickly. This is. This is Too Fast, Too Furious 5. I feel like I want to also circle back to the clip that we posted about the gym because you did make a slanderous accusation in that clip um, as to the tissue behaviours of a certain flatmate. No, I saw his comment. I saw his comment. Do you want to plant some context here? Okay, so yes, last week I accused Casper of sneezing into his hand even when I provi- provided a tissue, mm-hmm. he, uh, I, I just basically retold an exact, like to to the detail, a, a, a an exact moment that happened. I passed him a tissue mm-hmm. while he was in a sneeze attack. Mm-hmm. He uh, took the tissue with his left and sneezed into his into his right hand. Uh-huh. Now he just said on Facebook that never happened. This is slanderous. Didn't back it up with anything, just said that. Yeah, so he had, that, he had no clue. videos of the moment in question. There was None. no contemporaneous diary entries from the yeah. people involved. So he had no proof. Thank you. So it's it's his word against yours. And obviously, when it comes to remembering the details of stories and oh, correctly see, understanding no. reality, we need Are to take gonna... the expert. This is because I got confused watching your show, isn't it? <laughs> Well, I think the more egregious one is James Bond. Spoilers, spoilers, we're doing spoilers. Yes, well, I've been telling everyone that he dies in the end just to get ahead of it. (laughs) (laughs) Ruining everyone's experience. You know I know that he dies in the end. I haven't seen it. Well, I know, just just know that that end didn't confuse me. Yeah. Not confused by the end. No. He dies. I understood it on my first watch. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's a hundred percent true. Um, you know, he's got other good qualities. Uh hygiene's just not one of them. So <laughs> So the feud continues. Alrighty. Yeah, it's gonna make for another tense couple of weeks in the household. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I was buckled up. It's far too fast, too furious, point five. You were going on to to a new destination. A story. You, you had a story. All right. So this is a story slash conundrum. Oh. So it's, a, it's, it's like, like an, an escape story. Room. Okay. Yeah. Except there's no escape. <laughs> <laughs> Much like this podcast. Actually, you could just switch. 1.5 speed. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we went out to dinner the other night. Who's we? <laughs> right off the bat. Who's we? Tell me who was there. This is important. All right, it was. It was Lee... Mm-hmm. Dave mm-hmm. and Dave's mistress. Well, mistress. Partner. Well, okay. partner. I think technically. Misses? Is that what you mean? Because yeah, a mistress sure. is. <laughs> so, and we went out for African. Mm-hmm. You ever, you ever go out for a little African? I mean, I mean, you can't. It's like there must have been a specific cuisine. It was not a continent. 
we went ah oh, i went out the other day and i had some european we had dutch pancakes and pizza so that makes sense to me <laughs> Pizza, yeah, fair enough. All right, I'll I'll just quickly look up what it was. I think it's Kenyan, uh, Nyala African restaurant. Oh, Ethiopian. Cool. There you go. Which is in Africa, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Um, and so we went out for Africa, and so we. Dave's kind of a bit of a schmoozer, uh, a bit of a you know he likes to talk to the staff, kind of get them going, you know. And we're a little bit boozed up at this point. And um and Dave's talking to so the 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 the, ser, the the waiter, the server, the owner, it could have been the owner, who knows. This kind of older guy, um, you know, assume an Ethiopian guy, comes over, he's like in his fifties, in like a lovely like African shirt thing that's kind of loose that kind of sits over the top. Can you picture what I'm sure. Yeah. Like a like a, a traditional African mm-hmm. shirt. Anyway, Dave's talking to him. Oh, I love your shirt. Oh, this is a great shirt. You know, he's uh, he's making jokes and stuff. It's all above board. At one point, though, he he like rubbed this guy's belly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Rubbed his belly. Me and Leah kind of look at. We're opposite each other, kind of looking at each other, going, "Oh, that doesn't. That's not great." Don't rub his belly. Never <laughs> 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 rub the waiter's belly. That's that's. I wouldn't have thought that needed to be on the list of things not to do. Like it's not, you know, no, no shirt, no service. You know, must wear shoes. Don't touch no the belly. Belly rubs. Yeah, had a bit of a belly, but Dave just no went straight tickles. in there, as if there was like just a pregnant lady that he was like, oh, give me a. Well, I mean, you shouldn't feel... do that either, not without well, permission. Then why? You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's a choice. Okay, continue. And so we're kind of thinking, me and Lee kind of thinking, this guy's after the belly rub is not going to be on our side. I think we've kind of lost it here. We went Mm. from like in the schmooze pocket Mm. where it was good, but now we're kind of... Now we're in the weird zone. Yeah, now we're in the weird zone. Anyway, a couple minutes go by. Ten minutes, Dave goes up for a, uh, what I assume was a piss. Um, and he's talking to the guy up at the counter. Mm. And at this point, me and Leah are going, okay, this is, he's, whatever he's doing, he's making it worse. It's code brown. He's, he's compl- oh. <laughs> I would say code, code <laughs> red, maybe, Nick. Okay, well, I, me? I, I think I was maybe going code for like, yellow, I was going amber. for like a, amber, let's go amber. Let's go. <laughs> I was going for, um, for like just a, to be safe, a just poo be related, safe. like a fecal yeah. kind of. But I see, yeah. I see, I see some of the murky waters doesn't, I may have waded into doesn't, there. Doesn't need to be said. Um, and so yeah, we're going. Oh, anything, whatever he's doing, he's 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 done the shirt thing, mm. complimented the shirt, done the belly rub. Now he's like kind of laughing with this guy. Then mm. we're looking at them, and, and this guy takes off his shirt. And says, "Take it." Oh, and this is like all from all from a distance. What? I know. And we're going. Oh my god! He's giving him his shirt. He's giving him. Dave's either asked for his shirt or something. Dave then puts it on. Uh-huh. Right. Dave's a bald white sack uh-huh. of potatoes. Uh huh. Then walks back over. Uh-huh. And sits with us. It, with the server's shirt on. Uh-huh. And we're going, Dave. And just to be clear, this is not like a uniform. Other servers and waiters in the restaurant are not wearing this. This is a, no. this is a, he's, it's come from the closet. No. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention one detail. He, when he was complimenting the shirt earlier in the night, the guy said, I just got it today. Uh, this is a brand new shirt. <laughs> Dave's going, I love it. It's, I love the colors on it. Anyway, he gives Dave his shirt. So Dave comes back and we're going, Dave, you can't wear that. So what's this guy wearing? Has he swapped shirts? So he's he's got like a shirt. He's got like a black shirt underneath. Okay. Yeah. So now he's just wearing like some black shirt and Dave is sitting with four other very white people in an Ethiopian restaurant wearing a very African shirt. Uh Uh-huh. Right. So our food hasn't even come. It's like kind of coming out gradually as we're going. Uh Uh-huh. So... We have this conundrum. Does Dave give back the shirt? I'm saying to him, you've got to give back the shirt. 
because so he, he he, it's not like ridiculous. I'd given him money for it. No, like there was so it, he, there was no suggestion of a trade or a a, a, a purchase. This guy's no. just given a shirt. He's given a shirt because Dave was insistent of how good it was. But I don't even think that Dave really loved the shirt. He was just like, that's kind of just what he does. He's just like kind of like that. You know, he likes to... He's schmoozing. He's schmoozing, baby. But is, is it schmoozing if it ends up with you with a material benefit? I thought schmoozing, well, I, the whole point of a schmooze is to make the other person feel well, like they've clear, got something better. Well, yeah. But to be clear, I don't think Dave ever thought he was going to end up with this guy's shirt. Like, he wasn't after the shirt. But at a certain point, the guy takes his shirt off and hands it to him. Right. So then <laughs> Dave sits back down and I say to him, you got to take it off. But then his girlfriend says, no, you got to keep it because it's more disrespectful if you, uh, if you give it back. And Lee's somewhere in the middle. So we've got this conundrum. What do you What's do? Lee's, in, Lee's thinking, okay, let's cut it in half. You keep one sleeve. He keeps the other sleeve. So we're going through we're going through scenarios. Mm-hmm. Do you accept the shirt, say thank you, leave a big tip? Yeah. Do you um, do you? Th- I mean, this return. guy's insisting. Yeah. So this guy's like coming up, bringing our food out, uh-huh. and then he's saying, "Dave's going because of the pressure that I, you know we're putting on him." He's like, "Hey man, thank you for the shirt, but I, I cannot accept this." And the guy's going, "No, you keep it. You keep it. You keep it." And I thought, okay, here's here's what you could do. You go up, you leave a decent tip, and then you fold it and just leave it on your seat and then walk out. What what, what do you do, Nick? What do you do in this scenario? It's a tough it's one. Very, it's, it's a tough one. It's very hard for me and to see. And keep in mind we're probably a bottle and a half each in. A bottle and a half each. In. So we're doing it on wine brain. Okay. So try and imagine wine brain. Yeah, I mean, that's the only place that you end up wearing a service shirt in the first place, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's, that's probably that sort of true. goes without saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think at that point, you have to take it. Once it's on, once you've put it on your body, you have to take it. I think mm. your last chance to deny or return it was when he was taking it off and about to offer it to you in your hands. Yep. The moment you took it off him, you got to walk out with it. So right. I think then uh, returning it after you've already put it on is disrespectful. So you're stuck right. with it now. The question is, what do you do in terms of compensation? Because I don't think you can walk out without giving something for it. So that's a big tip. That's like a, a $30 tip or something, you know, $40 tip. Depends what you paid mm-hmm. on a group debt ticket. But you've got you've to make sure that guy can go out and buy the shirt again. Right, right. Now, I think that's a very, yeah, that's a very appropriate response. Um, I'll tell you what happened. But Can way, I also I got, just I got, say one other thing? Yep. Yep. Is the shirt an import? Like, if he just bought it today, is there somewhere in town that Dave could have just gone to, like, Myers and picked up the shirt? <laughs> you know, like it was at Country Road. I think it's, like, one of the shirts that, like, it'd be in, a, like, an African store maybe that... Wouldn't be very well, you know, known to... Sure. But there is know, a Dave. theoretical world in which he could say, where did you get that? I'd love to... I'd love to yes, one. true. What's the address, yeah. right? I'll just go pick up my... I'll go, my, go get my own tomorrow. Yeah, that's another Because there's option. a sizing question here as well, right? Like, what are the odds that well, it's actually... You're the same size as this person? Did it... Well, it two, fat, two fat guys. I mean, you know... Okay. At a certain point, fat guys just wear fat guys' clothes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't realize. Um, yeah, okay, so that, that's my other thought here as well. It's like if he really wanted it and it was something that he just bought today, then he bought it in the country. So yeah. unless it just arrived today from like a relative back home, at which point you definitely shouldn't take it. Mm. But yes, okay, tell me what you did. So now we're talking about, what are we doing? We're doing... Uh, just trying to do pricing. Just uh, by the way, I've got plenty of pictures for for the chat okay. here. Great, yeah. Um, if people want to check it out, yeah. Jump so under the I chapter, think jump onto the chapter titles and have a look. You can see this shirt for yourself. Work out how much it's worth in your mind. <laughs> uh, so we did like a thirty five dollar banquet, um, and then corkage like two dollars a bottle. Mm-hmm. So we got we're getting Very away with cheap. forty dollars a head here. Yep. Very cheap. Um, so what Dave did. 
which I think was the only thing he could have done at this point, is he went up. And by the way, we're having this dis- this discussion, and we were saying, okay, you have to go up for the to pay the bill. We'll all split it as we normally would, but this tip is on you. Yeah, and you alone. Yeah. Uh, he le- he left a one hundred dollar tip. Oh, so that's well, good on you, Dave. That's a good, good tip, on you, Dave. Yeah. I think he redeemed so, it, but then he so, then he so lost it again. So your total bill was probably like a hundred and twenty bucks, and there was another yep. hundred on top. A uh, hundred and sixty bucks, yep. Oh yeah, four of you, yeah, four, yeah. Uh, but then he loses it again. Then he insists, and now this oh, no. restaurant, <laughs> yeah, a real roller coaster. This one, the this restaurant uh, leads out onto a very busy Friday night. Street uh-huh. in Fitzroy, uh-huh. and Dave, high on African vibes and generosity, goat generosity and Pinot two Grigio, bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> insists that he's going to wear this shirt as we walk along the street on our way home uh-huh. at eleven o'clock at night on a Friday night. Uh huh. So he wears it loud and proud uh-huh. all the way home. And there were, there are clubs on this street. Uh-huh. There are bars. Uh-huh. There are restaurants. There are innocent pedestrians uh-huh. just watching this extremely white man uh-huh. walking out down the street in an African shirt. Uh-huh. I mean... Yeah. I think I need to see for context here. Can you hold up a photo? So I need to know what it is I'm... Oh yes, that's very that's very African. It's very African, isn't it? And he's very not African. I mean, he does look a little bit like the CEO of a tech company. Like one of those really rich white guys that's rich enough to just wear shit they want from anywhere in the world. I mean, in 2021? Yeah. Probably. I mean, anyway. I would just walk a, a couple of paces behind him. Oh, we did. We crossed the street. But now now he just wears the shirt. He doesn't wear it out, admittedly. He wears it in his um in, in his, his house, but yeah. he does wear it. Okay. Well, anyway, that's the uh that's the, shirt the story conundrum. of the Ethiopian restaurant and the shirt. Yeah. What are we what are we doing next? What's on the menu? I don't know. Have we parked? Is that the end of of your um narrative that's the end travels? Of that one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple of other topics that we could get and dive into, but you know, uh, maybe you take the reins. Oh, I'd, I'd hate to take the reins on this podcast. Um, do you want to talk, talk about sperm? <laughs> uh, like what? Like what kind like of jizz? Sperm? Like man jizz? Like man cream? Yeah, like the the penis stuff. Give me what is this about? It's about the end Don't of humankind, say- Michael. All right, now I'm listening. Okay, science news! It's that time. Time for science news. Let me read you an article headline. It says, Plummeting sperm counts, shrinking penises. Toxic chemicals threaten humanity. This article, written by, of anyone, of everyone, of all of them, Aaron Brockovich. The the Aaron Brockovich, I'm guessing, or else it's a weird coincidence. No, Um, I think she's she's around. She would be a columnist. She'd be doing things. Um. This is how the story goes. The end of humankind. It may be coming sooner than we think, thanks to hormone-disrupting chemicals that are decimating fertility at an alarming rate around the globe. A new book called Countdown by Shanna Swan, an environmental and reproductive epidemiologist, finds that sperm counts have dropped almost 60% since 1973. If you follow the trajectory we're on, Swan's research suggests sperm counts could reach zero by 2045. Zero. What? No babies, no reproduction, no more humans. 
zero sperm by 2045. The chemicals to blame for this crisis are found in everything from plastic containers and food wrapping to waterproof clothes, fragrances and cleaning products, to soaps and shampoos, to electronics and carpeting. Some of them called PFAs are known as forever chemicals because they don't break down in the environment or the human body. They just accumulate and accumulate doing more and more damage minute by minute every day. And now it seems wow. humanity is reaching a breaking point. Swan's book is staggering in its findings. In some parts of the world, the average 20-something woman today is less fertile than her grandmother was at 35. In addition to this, Swan finds that on average, a man today will have half the sperm his grandfather had. The current state of reproductive affairs can't continue much longer without threatening human survival. It is a global existential crisis. It's not hyperbole. It's just science. Whoa. And if that wasn't terrifying enough, the research finds that these chemicals aren't just dramatically reducing semen quality, they're also shrinking penis size and volume of the testes. It's nothing, well, short, of a, <laughs> nothing short of a full-scale emergency. This echoes previous research, which has found that PFAs harm sperm production, disrupts the male hormone, and is correlated to a reduction in semen quality, testicular volume, and penile length. They're literally confusing our bodies and making them send mixed messages and go haywire. So there's some laws on the books which prevent exposure to some of these things. Um, there's been some laws passed in the US to ban these um, forever chemicals. Um, but uh, it looks like the rapid death and decline of sperm is a very serious existential threat and arguably one to hit before climate change even kicks off You know all the good stuff in the next hundred years. Well... I mean, this is not going to affect us, though, is it? Well, it might affect our ability to have grandkids. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's still, I think, to this day, the fact that even, um, what was it? A grandmother is uh, a 20-something woman is less fertile than a grandmother was at 35. Um, and men have half the sperm the grandfather had. That's already us. That's today. So what? What are the chemicals? Uh, what, are, so, what, what are these ingredients? So it's PFAs, which are... Uh, where do we have the definition here? Pretty fun aluminum. Oh, okay, I see why they call them PFAs. Perfluoroalkyl and polyfluoroalkyl substances. Alkyl substances, yeah. Yeah, you got it right. You knew about it. Um, I don't know why I need to explain it. Um, why, so what are those in? Everything from plastic containers, food wrapping, waterproof clothes, fragrance, fragrances and cleaning products, soaps and shampoos, electronics, carpeting, and more. Um, Great. So I don't think there's really a way to avoid them without them being <laughs> taken off the market through legislation. So the EU has restricted several phthalates in toys and limits them that are considered reprotoxic, meaning they harm re human reproductive capacities in food production. Um, in the US, a scientific study found that phthalate exposure was widespread in infants and chemicals were found in the urine of babies who came into contact with baby shampoos, lotions, and powders. But uh, the chemical industry giants are lobbying and they are uh, trying to keep them in supply. And so there's not been much in the way of regulation to stop them being you know, put in products. But um, damn, I yeah, mean, I mean, I like, I like being, I like having sperm. Yeah, I um, mean, even if it is half as much as my grandfather. The um, PFAs have been found in every corner of the globe. It's virtually present in the bodies of every human. Found in fish, deep in the ocean, and birds high in the sky. They just cycle through the uh, the environment because they never biodegrade. I love that. Just these, there's this like. These, these nameless, faceless people that have done this to... Because this this didn't exist without people having done it. People trying to make shit, make money. And they have just, like, fucked up humanity. But they'll never get any comeuppance. No. And, I mean, the, the generations of people that come after them as well that inherit the profits of those things as well, they, they weren't the ones that did it. So it's not like they'll ever be called to um, just repay all it. Out. It all, all just disappears. Out. Yeah. Um, this the, I'm looking at the PFAs um, Wikipedia as well, and it's not just the reproductive health stuff as well. It's also talking about thyroid disease and cancer and pregnancy problems Brilliant. and environmental concerns, of course, and um, 
contamination of water and 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 all of these things. So great. Yeah, I um I don't know what if what's your optimism about the, <laughs> the state of um humanity. I mean, we've said that overpopulation is a problem for a while now, but what happens when it all stops completely? It just seems like it's just like one thing after another. Like I was quite miserable before I learned about PFAs. Yeah. Now you've just ruined my night and my and my life mm-hmm. in personally, a way. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, personally. Um so it's just like relentless. And then fucking and then on this is just this is outside of COVID. This is outside of climate change. Like when do we get a break? When do we ever get a fucking break? I think there is higher prevalence of depression and and stresses in upcoming generations than previously. And I don't think it's necessarily just because we're more aware about it or more open about it. I think there are actively many good reasons for people coming up in this world and looking around them and thinking, I'm powerless to stop any of this and mm-hmm. it's all going to go bad. I, I think... I, but that's it does seem connected to the being more aware of it i mean we have grown up with familiar with over millions of years existing in small tribes and communities and we're only aware of basically the things that are immediate threats to our immediate um community and now we are are aware of everything that's happening to everyone in the world all of the time so it does make sense that we're kind of we do have the weight of the world on our shoulders these days. But don't you think that it's not just exposure to those events? It's also an institutional powerlessness. Like it's a sense that some of these things, like you say, like a corporation's going to keep using a PFA if it makes a non-stick pan non-sticky um, mm. at the expense of trying to fix it because it means profits for them. And, and that's not something that it feels like as just a regular citizen you have much say over. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, the, it's interesting because you look at something like the the holes in the ozone layer, and that was a thing where it's like a chemical we were using, um, in our fridges Which was and that Lynx sort of stuff. Africa, everyone. <laughs> we links Africa was directly responsible for the hole in the ozone layer, but there was an era which was I think the eighties when that was first discovered, in which they then outlawed, um, what's it called, hydrofluorocarbons or or whatever it was, no, cl- cl- CFCs, whatever the C stands for. Um, they Chlorofluorocarbons. Outla- yes. Um, they outlawed them. And then since then, the hole in the ozone layer has started to mend. And it's like it, there was a time in which finding out information like that was seen as a cultural embarrassment for the companies involved and a duty that needed to be um, uh, taken on by the governments to, to clean up the mess. And I don't know if we're in that era anymore. It's more of a, well, it's not my problem kind of mentality. Which is curious because you'd think maybe that as the world becomes more global and more connected, that we'd act more like a, like a, like a whole organism. Or maybe, I mean, is that counterintuitive? Do you think like the, the more, the more, the, the, the more connected that we are, the more aware we are of people in other parts of the world, the more we can act like a globe. But do you think that that doesn't apply to like a, a multinational corporation? Like for them, I think the internationalism actually allows uh, the avoidance of responsibility in some ways because they exist sure. outside of a nation state. They're sort of... They're yeah, beyond they're like the reach personless. of any one. They're like things. They're like, yeah, there's like these mega things that individual people, they're the sum of individual people, but together they are just like this megalith. Is a, is a megalith a thing? Yeah. Just, oh, is that a thing? Uh-huh. Yeah, they're just like this entity, but they're not like, they're not a person, but they, they kind of, they are comprised of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's business 101 with michael <laughs> uh so i guess what i'm saying is if you want kids go freeze your sperm or get on it because who knows what's happening in the future 
Jizz in a cupcake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Awkward silence. Well. Right? Well. I thought you were going to close out, and then I've got another thing. Oh, you want me to wrap up? You done? Well, you can. Are you I done? Know. Are you? I know. You, 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 you're done? I think we're done. Can we just touch on John Stewart? Because oh, that, okay. Because that has been, as far as I can tell, a complete fucking whiff. John Stewart, right? The hero of, of Comedy Central for 10 years on The Daily Show, away mm-hmm. from TV for a decade, comes back, big, big, you know, new program on Apple TV. And the problem. The problem with John Stewart. And absolutely no one is fucking talking about it. You and I, I think, both watched the first episode and, and basically fell asleep. Uh, what a what a what a failure! I'm 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 so surprised at seemingly how uh, out of touch, boring and boring yeah, and out of and touch. interesting, uninteresting it, it seemed. Yeah. What well, what do you think? It, what do you took that down to? I mean, I have only seen that first episode. Yeah. Uh, and it was uh, something that was clearly close to his heart, which no one's begrudging him for. But there doesn't it doesn't seem to be any jokes. No. Which is like okay. We go to um, John Oliver, or even Seth Meyers for yeah. a you know a, a not not a hot take, but like a a comedic take, but a a an, a, a smart a, a, but funny take on yeah. the, the world, right? That's what we want. If he's not doing smart but funny, but he's just doing what like impassioned yeah um, take, he's doing like kind of like a version of like. 60 minutes or something that's it right like i I feel like there was a expectation versus reality disconnect where he might have wanted to make the investigative news story which is about you know 30 minutes of of interviews and uh detailed policy deep dives and, and that sort of stuff but when you hear john stewart new tv show and the way they were yeah. pitching it in terms so of their exciting. ads, you're like, okay, it's him coming back to do the kind of wit and and delight of, of what The Daily Show was. Mm. And I feel like they just totally misadvertised it or mis, misbranded it because it's not that show. And I think yes, from the fact that funny. it's... I think from the fact that no one's talking about it, there is, there is no one interested in that specific vibe from him not without either the you know the comedic bits as in yeah. the jokes within the monologues or the the sketches the idea of your, your correspondence there to 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 play a character or, or put shine a light on something through absurdity or satire there's no yes. satire and there's no jokes if there's none of there's no, if there's no satire and no jokes there shouldn't be a show you can't he's not and he would say this though that's the thing he would say, "Don't get your news from me." Yeah, that's what he would that's say on the Daily would. Show. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a newsman. So, you're totally right. So, so keep it to the like the jokes have to be first and foremost. That's what Seth Meyers does so well with a closer look. It's funny. It doesn't work if it's not funny. You yeah. know, even these other late night guys, they they keep it funny first and foremost. Like the jokes are there, and then it's going off the material. I mean, I don't. You don't want to begrudge someone from doing a passion project close to their heart. But, I mean, maybe someone out there is really loving this show. Who knows? But it's not the old John Stewart that we know. Yeah. And I do, I, I there was a moment, and maybe it's a an experimental thing on that first episode. They were testing it out, and I don't know whether it's an ongoing trope. But you yeah, would... Have, that, you list, have you watched any more? No, I haven't. Um and it's also fortnightly, which is such a weird schedule for that as well, because it's so easy to go, oh, I'll check out what John's... Oh, wait, no, that it must be next week. Like, that's such an odd timing. Yeah. You, like, it, also thing- makes the, it also makes their material less relevant because they're doing... They do, yes, they're doing deeper work on one subject, but the material becomes out of gets out of date real quick. It has a sh- sh- uh, shelf life. But that's the other thing which is interesting about it. That I don't think they're even aiming for timeliness. Like the story they let off with, it wasn't mm. current news. Yeah. I mean, John Stewart does that. Uh, sorry, what's his name? John Oliver does that 
but he incorporates it in with other topical. Yeah, he starts you know, with a monologue. To be fair, he starts to, with a monologue. To be fair, maybe because it was the pilot, they didn't do that up front because they were saying, "Hey, look, it's me. I'm back. Isn't this weird?" So maybe that's what that spot feels. Yeah. But um, the 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 thing which I was alluding to earlier, which I found so odd and off-putting, was they were filming in the staff room. Like, they were showing behind-the-scenes moments of, like, the staff talking through ideas and cracking themselves yeah. up and, and laughing at things. And one, yeah. those were not jokes <laughs> that play to you, the viewer. But two, no. if it was funny, it's funny when nowhere else in the show were there jokes. Like, it yes, it was exactly. so odd. And I was like, why are yeah. we seeing their thought process Yeah, this is the comedy writer's the room. Yeah. Was, it, was, did you put any of that in the show? No, we just had a great time behind the scenes talking about war veterans. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no. Bit of a... Bit of a disappointment that one. Maybe I should check uh, maybe out another could, one. Yeah, yeah. Was, maybe we should give it another one more go. Yeah. Now that's been a few weeks. As you said, no one's talking about it. No one is talking about it. No. John no Stewart one. came back to TV after a decade. Yeah. Maybe not a decade. Eight. Whatever it was. Eight years. Yeah, I think years. it was. They're close to it. And no one's talking about it. And I don't think it's just the Apple TV thing because a lot of people talk about Ted Lasso. A lot of people talk about Foundation. A lot of people talk about Mythic Quest. No one is talking about John Stewart. Anyway. No one's talking about John. If you've liked this sort of thing, um, well, thank you very much. We appreciate the compliment. And there's plenty more that you'll be able to enjoy at your own leisure by going back in time through our feed. You can find previous episodes at deepfort.podbean.com. You can find our Facebook page with links to interesting things. Our Instagram with long clips. That's also on the Facebook as well if you're interested. And sounds over at soundcloud.com. We have Christmas carols coming up next week. So go back and relive those former moments of glory um, and prepare yourselves because they're coming soon. And of course, as always, if you'd like to ask questions or leave comments, correct us, um, accusers of slander, then you can do so at deepfort at gmail.com. We'll read it out. Um, so we've had, a re- we've had a request for us to, do, to discuss... Uh, so Louis C.K. is up for a Grammy nomination. Yeah. Any thoughts? What was your initial reaction? My initial reaction is, well, that's disappointing. Right. And then my second reaction was, well, Louis C.K. can put out whatever album he wants, right? Like uh, he can release the the audio to things. Go Go ahead. If someone wants to buy it, they can buy it. So I think my 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 slightly what was your second reaction I suppose your, your, my my subsequent thought was it's weird that the Grammys allowed this it or, is a like bit weird. I, I'm I'm very curious because the Grammys I think I don't know what your perception of them is I've never watched them um, no. I, it's not in the wheelhouse of things that I really care about and no. yet I maintain a sense from I guess pop culture coverage that it's a fairly prestigious no i was gonna go the other way like well prestigious maybe but also fairly manipulable or corporate or uh like you mean it's like the golden globes yeah it's it's a bit like if you pay enough money you can sort of get yourself in there like a, a sense of um impropriety or or yeah, sure. uh, just uh, it's not prestigious in the way that the Oscars have a degree of academic or industry rigor, if you like. I feel like the Grammys can be very easily um, persuaded or, or um, manipulated by lobbying from the record companies or that kind of stuff. Like, I just had a sense it's a bit malleable. Sure. So but wouldn't you say then that that would almost work against Louis CK in this regard because if it's malleable they want to steer away from any public backlash. But what I mean by that is is by by big companies or labels or money not not like sway in the wind of public opinion so much as right. uh, like you know how it's getting on the golden globes seems to be as much about whining and dining like going out and meeting the hollywood foreign press hollywood foreign press association for lunch yeah and if you do that enough then you can get 
any random show or comedy series or old you know odd actor choice onto the list if you just sweet talk the the 12 people yeah. that make up that board yeah the tourist the t- <laughs> yeah the tourist. the tourist i was i knew there were dozens of weird examples of that kind of stuff but yeah the tourist yeah. is a great call yeah um so in but- that respect i i guess to answer your question one i don't care about the grammys Two, I don't think they're particularly reputable to begin with. So, ergo, three, I don't know that I'm really too fussed about it. But at the same time, if Louis C.K. walked away with a comedy album award this year, I'd be like, well, that's just fucked up, though. I wouldn't be happy that it happened because I don't think I don't think he deserves to be lauded for his behavior who decides the grammys do we know that that's a good point i don't think it's is like it the peers no I, well, I it don't... is it is like look I, my my thoughts on this whole louis thing are well documented so i won't go into that but well no but like it, what, what it do you think about this specific situation look i think if it's if the awards are a meritocracy which they should be which the oscars are not um then I think in a meritocracy, then Louis, then there's no issue whatsoever. If we're just talking about the art, but we're clearly these days not talking just about the art. So I do find it interesting that they chose him. But if we are literally just talking about what the best album is, which I am not suggesting that any one of these award shows is doing, then yeah, then any sh- anything should be up for grabs. But it is, I do find it very interesting that i mean someone someone okayed this there's also Chappelle up which i don't know what your thoughts on him are with the trans stuff yeah i mean i think his opinions are wrong but i don't think he's been accused of doing anything particularly you know illegal (laughs) yeah sure well i don't think what louis did was legal but we won't get into that well yeah that's fair um he hasn't been accused of assault perhaps is what i should frame it um, the entry process and selection of nominees for the Grammys. Basically, it is entered by the industry. So the media companies and the individuals can submit their own work. Then it's deemed to have been in the correct category or not. And then it's so- circulated to voting members. And the top five become nominees. So somewhere in that process many hundreds or thousands of people had to look at the entries for best comedy album and decide that Louise was, was good or one that they wanted in order for it to be there for the final votes. So I have to imagine that some of those are going to comedians, right? Like, yeah. So interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Cause my impression of the Grammys has been always, and again, I haven't, I haven't watched, I've never watched the Grammys. But it's always just been like Taylor Swift and like I don't know the Backstreet Boys and shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what year? What year did you watch? The Jonas Brothers. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, like that kind of like just mainstream bullshit. Yeah, I mean, but maybe comedy album is going to be different. It's going to be if it sounds like comedians are voting for other comedians. Yeah, what, but I don't. What we're talking about. Well, uh, it, it, it's unclear because it, it does say that some specialized categories and things and technical categories might be limited to those with technical knowledge. But I'm guessing yeah. that might be like sound best mixing or something might be there only for sound mixers to decide, right? Like, I don't know whether comedy is considered so specialized. Like, anyone can listen to a comedy album and either laugh at it or not, right? Like, yeah, but people who listens to comedy albums these days? Well, that's a very no good point. No one listens to like it's uh, people are just associate comedy with Netflix now. I mean, Co- comedy albums are an old school thing. It's very true. I do wonder whether there is a like a reverse action thing here, where it's such a niche category that maybe some of the people that care enough to to put one of their only nine out of thirty votes into the comedy comedy category might actually want to make that choice because they want to see Louis get through sure versus those that dislike Louis 
are not going to actively choose to vote for one of the other nominees to make sure that he doesn't get in, you know, like perhaps, perhaps him getting into the nominees is predictable, but now that he's in the top five and you're then tasked with the opportunity to vote for him or one of four others, you might see a lot of votes go the other way and he doesn't actually get it. Yeah, no, I think you might be on the money there. And that would make sense as well with the Chappelle stuff. Like having two, you know, controversial guys get nominated, that's not a, uh, I imagine behind the scenes of the Grammys, that's not something that is taken lightly. Well, and the other thing is, I don't know what other comedy albums could have been nominated. Like what was, what else was there that was out, you know? Well, there's your Gatsby and... I guess. That's but we don't it. know that Gadsby had a comedy album. She had a special, right? But that's not the same thing. Like, who's releasing yeah. a comedy album and then who's choosing to nominate it for a Grammy? Like, it may yeah. not be that there were too many other <laughs> nominees. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe he's just trying to sneak him between the cracks. Have you listened to it? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> or watched the special or whatever it was. I mean, I listened to it on Spotify. Oh, you did? Yeah. And maybe it wasn't on Spotify. I think I bought I think it came with the thing that I bought. Right. So you could listen to it. But I have listened to it. And like just the audio. Yeah. Did you think it was funny? Is it album of the year? Is it the best thing yeah, you've I seen? Mean, look, yeah, he's, he's the greatest living comedian that we have. He's, he's, it's, it's hilarious. I mean... If yeah, he's it's he's incredibly funny. Yeah, interesting. And you you so you're past any of what he did. I am. Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> you're over it. I'm over it, guys. Okay, let's just forgive Louis. Hashtag forgive Louis. It's <laughs> very unpalatable yeah. take. Are you gonna close with that? <laughs> <laughs> Close it out with that, baby. <laughs> Just do it. 